Rhode Island. This is your station, your music, the world famous WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Helm. We start talking about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. I have Jordan Moment here alongside me today, and we have a lot we want to talk about. The Patriots and the NFL at large kicking off the regular season over the weekend. Definitely want to dive into that. The Red Sox have sealed a playoff spot, haven't sealed a division. Some development still going on with their pitching staff. I definitely want to talk about some of that. And uh, a little bit of a fun idea from Zach Lowe. I might want to take a little bit of time to talk about later today. If any of these topics interest you and you want to chime in on anything, do not be afraid to call in at 401 456 9946 or at 401 456 8787. No live stream today. Not happening. A little bit of computer issues, but that's fine. We're still here. You'll be able to listen to the podcast upload on the official Stadium Experience SoundCloud page. So check by that. Anywho, though, you're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And with all that out of the way, we are going to dive right in. And Jordan, how are we today? We're doing good. Kind of munching on that salad a little bit, I see. You have a salad. I have a buffalo chicken salad by uh, Donovan Dining Center. Ooh. The world famous Donovan Dining Center. That's yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah. And yeah, no, I'm uh See, more Marriott pens. More Marriott pens. Yes, <laughs> we do. We just a pile of Marriott pens in here, but yeah. hopefully they're not listening in. But yes, yeah, so happy to have you, Jordan. I'm uh <laughs> looking for the re up in March when we go back. <laughs> looking to restock. Yep. <laughs> but I'm uh, yeah, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Gonna be honest. Yeah. It's raining out. Yesterday was huh. my. Yesterday was my 21st birthday. Yep. I went out last night. I'm a little. It was also, uh, also the uh, 17th year anniversary of the uh, terrorist attack on the World Trade Center. Yes. Yeah, also Fraser Crane Day. Fraser Crane Day. A lot of things happened. A lot yesterday. of things happened on September 11th. Yes. But so I went out and uh, I never had alcohol before ever in my life. Yep. Ever. Mm-hmm. Zero times. Remember, it's illegal to drink. Approximately be, before the age of 21. I have drank an alcohol approximately zero times with a multiplication table for the margin of error. Yep. And also, remember, Rhode Island College is a dry campus. It was yes, never drink, drink on Rhode Island campus. No, camp. absolutely right. not. That nope. would go against Papa Sanchez, and I'm not about that. Yep, can't, you can defy Papa Sanchez. I cannot. He he is the state. He is the state. So we will not defy him. He however, is all. However, and we want to, because that's what real, a real leader makes you do. A real leader makes you want <laughs> to obey his command. A real leader makes you want to be under his thumb. Yep. A real leader makes the crushing weight of his thumb, of his authoritarianism, like a pillow oof so that's the hallmark of a true leader yes so keep that in mind all you all you want to be dictators out there all you monarchists yes anywho so to move on to because i want to try to do a sport show this week Jordan. <laughs> i do i do and i'm not to talk about last week we've been doing a lot of heavy stuff on this show the last couple of weeks yeah ranging from sec ranging from a cult from our culture of abusing women to mm-hmm. the ncaa being a corrupt mess to last week yep. about nike about imperialism done by jj watt yep a lot we've been We've got a straight over, and I like getting away from sports. I'm not saying I'm not saying I always want to be talking about sports. I want to be a 100 sports guy. But you know, I wrote for the Angry this week. Wrote some heavy stuff on the NCAA. Check that out on your racks all over campus, by the way. Yeah. For my article on the NCAA. Yep. It's but, trash. TLDR. It's trash. Oh, thank you. No, no, the NCAA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> no, not your article. Your article was great. I'm gonna say that. Well, it's not a great plug, Jordan. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, so I, I want, you know what? I, I want to see it. Maybe we can do a full show of sports. Just, just to see. Maybe we don't. Maybe we'll, be, maybe within like 20 minutes, I'll be yelling about like why Bill was an overpowered card even in the early Pokemon trading card game metagame. But maybe not. <laughs> maybe. maybe not. So. The Patriots kicked off their season <coughs> yep. Sunday. Against the Houston Texans. Yes, they defeated the Houston Texans 27-20, to 20, which in defense, it's one of those Patriot games where the final score is a one-score game, but it wasn't a close game. Yeah, like they've had not plenty at all. Games like that in the past, yeah, where they end as like a seven-point game, but you talk about it, like you forget the score. So the Patriots, it was a very good performance from the Patriots. And of course, it's not going to make me go, you know, oh, all of us out here who were questioning the Patriots at all over the OTAs are just idiots and just stirring up drama because there's still questions with this team. But from just what I, this was a good game for the team. And I talked about this, how this last week, me and you, when we took a little break to talk about sports last week during this show, talk about how they, this game had a lot of things that I wanted to see the Patriots fair against. Yep. Namely being seeing how their tackles would hold up. Marcus Cannon and Trent Brown, which I want to get to them. I want I thought it was a decent test for the Patriots against a mobile quarterback, because obviously they struggle with those, or at least they did last season, especially against Watson. Now, mind you, after seeing the game, I'm not sure I'm just sitting here going like they can contain quarterbacks now, because Watson didn't look very comfortable. Just he looked like he was still rusty and all that. But which, which, is, which is fair. Yeah, right. Which And they still beat the guy in front of them. Like he still like wasn't getting out of the pocket. And a part of that was probably a credit to the Patriots, too. They were making him uncomfortable. But still, just want to say, you know, maybe... But yeah, I, I feel good. Like, I'm not going to try to step all over the things I liked. And that, you know, we didn't... Now, Will Fuller was out, which I think is a shame. So mm-hmm. I want to see how the Patriots fared, because I thought they'd be able to take out Hopkins out of the game, because they were always able to at least take out your number one guy, no matter what kind of personnel they have. And they did. They succeeded in taking Hopkins out of that game for the most part. Yeah, he was he was pretty quiet. Now, mind you, he had his... Yeah, he only had 78 yards. He didn't get the... T- like, yeah, they kept Hopkins pretty well contained. Yeah. However, they were doing how I wanted to see how they then fare when they had better secondary weapons to go against, and the Texans just didn't. They just don't have any of those guys. So I wasn't able, really able to get like a great read on like the rest of the Patriots secondary. But still, I mean, they played well. Like I Yeah, they didn't they didn't make atrocious mistakes. You know, like they play no, like they played well against the guys who were in front of them. I just would have liked to have seen them go against a team that has really good secondary receivers. But hey, like I said, like I can't sit here and, you know, crap all over them because they didn't beat players that they weren't playing. But still, like so I didn't get everything I would like to have gotten out of this game. Just not by nature of the Patriots not executing, just by nature of the Texans didn't have the have the skills I thought maybe they'd have. Which maybe once again, maybe that's a credit to the Patriots. Like I said, maybe we'll, we'll look back in a few weeks and after the play a few other teams and we'll see what's up. But still, just to go down the list of things that I liked, mm-hmm. the number one thing that jumped out to me and it's something that kind of jumped out all preseason that we talked about and I was willing to buy into it. We talked about. I just want to see it. The D line looked great. Yeah, the D-line looked amazing. The D, the pass rush did look excellent for this team. And that was something we saw in the preseason against the Eagles. They looked great. And I said, okay, they look good. They've added players at this position. So I'm willing to believe that they've gotten better. It's not like they have random dudes who are just suddenly performing in the preseason. And then I'm like, ah, I'm probably not willing to believe it. But like, yeah, they had, you know, Wise was performing, who's in his second year. They had Derek Rivers coming back, who was a third-round pick. They had Claiborne, who they added. Like, they looked good on the D-line. So I'm like, fine, I'm, w- I'm willing to believe this. And 
then to see it carry over into the regular season, week one against a mobile quarterback who maybe Deshaun Watson, you know, he wasn't playing like the Deshaun Watson he was last year. He's still probably coming back from the ACL tear. Mm-hmm. That was probably a factor. But yeah, maybe if he was going against the lesser D-line, he would have looked better. So I'm going to give the Patriots some credit there. And they did. I mean, Wise and who did he shit? Wise and Flowers both had a sack and a half. Flowers mm. looked great. Flowers might actually finally be on his way to having like a double-digit sack season. Rivers, I didn't really see Rivers much, but maybe if I really dove in and looked at the tape, I would. Now, something I did notice when reading just some numbers before we started the show is that Claiborne only played 22 snaps. Uh Claiborne was at like the bottom of the D'Angelo rotation, which obviously when you're paying a guy that much, you know, you don't want him to be at the bottom of your depth chart. But I can't complain too much because they were getting production out of the guys who were in front of him. So may, like I'm not so maybe in like if he's still doing this like you know at the end of the season I'll look or even in like eight games I'll look and go okay what did you pay Claiborne for if he's yeah. still only playing twenty snaps but fine at the moment like the whole D line's producing so I'm not gonna nitpick it at least I'm not gonna nitpick the contracts right now because right now the D line looks world better than it did at this point last year and really than it did at most points last year so that was great to see. That was good. They look like they might have a pass rush. The Patriots never really have a super, supercharged pass rush, but they've certainly traditionally had a better team. Yeah, like last year. God. Yeah. I remember in like late October, I tweeted like something. It was like, my God, like if Jabal Sheard was still here, he'd probably be their second best pass rusher. <laughs> and that's sad. But no, like they like they look good on the D-line. Like just the secondary also. I mean, they played well. Like I said, the Texans don't really have any weapons outside of DeAndre Hopkins with, with Will Fuller being out. But still, like, they performed well. Yeah. I feel... I'm not down on this player. I'm not saying I'm down on this player, but this was the first time in a while where I just was watching the game and I kind of felt Devin McCourty. Yeah. Like, I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, you're here still. You know, was like, there were a lot of people... Like, there were people who say that Devin McCourty's overrated and that Devin McCourty, like... Is, is like doesn't do a lot, and I I'm not one of those people. I don't rag on Devin McCourty because Devin because a like I'm not smart enough to like watch safety tape and like really definitively tell you like who's a good safety or who's like a really good safety. Yeah. You know, like I, I I'm not one of these guys. I'm not like Evan Lazar. I can't do like tape breakdowns because I just don't. But you know, like. I know that Devin McCourty doesn't get penalized a lot, and I know that sometimes good, like most, like sometimes good secondary play is hard to notice. Like sometimes if you're not hearing about a player in the secondary, that's a good thing. Yeah. Which is also why IDP secondaries players is impossible because you can't get like really good corners because they're just not getting tackles. So it's weird. Anyway, I'm not getting to that. But I just feel like Devin McCourty was making more plays in the backfield. I just, yeah, he had six total tackles. I just, I don't know, like, I just felt Devin McCourty in this game, and that was good to see. Because I just feel like it's been a while that I watched the game and went, oh, yeah, hey, Devin McCourty in there. Make, making plays. So, yeah, that was good. I'm happy to have seen that. That was good. I wasn't, I wasn't concerned about him. I never have been. I've never really been concerned about Devin McCourty. Now, mind you, I, you know, like three years ago, I'm not as high on Devin McCourty as I was a couple years ago. Yeah. I can't, like a couple years ago, I was like, man, like Devin McCourty's like one of the most underrated players in the league. Like he's like one of the top safeties 
in the NFL. Like he's like right up there with like Cam Chancellor or Earl Thomas. Like I, I'm not there anymore with Devin McCourty. But yeah, I'm, I'm down on the player, but yeah, he looked look good. Gilmore, once again, I think Gilmore looked good. Now he had, you know, there were some penalties. There were some holding calls, but they weren't egregious. It wasn't like he was just like getting P.I. because he wasn't turning his head or something stupid like that. Yeah. He was a play caller in this game, which I didn't realize going into it. Stefan Gilmore was making some calls, which is huge to see because, you know, yeah, last year, first month of the year, he looked lost. And I was, yeah. he, he looked like he didn't know what he's doing. He didn't look like he knew the defense. And now he's in here making play calls, which is huge. And yeah, like I'm willing to like accept if you're going to have some, some ticky tack holding calls against DeAndre Hopkins. Like if that happens, like it happens. Like I'm, I'm not going to harp on you for that. If they're not really stupid calls. And you're like, none of them really jumped out to me. You're like, Gilmore looked good. Gilmore was making plays. Like, Gilmore was getting targeted, I felt like. Like, they weren't afraid to go at him, but he, he held his own. Like, DeAndre Hopkins like, wasn't a huge factor in this game. DeAndre Hopkins still never had a touchdown against the Patriots, by the way. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. So, that was good to see. And yeah, just, and then finally, probably what I think was the biggest positive. Well, not the biggest positive, but... I don't know if I'd say this is the biggest positive, but maybe you can help me decide this. Jawan Bentley, who looked great in the preseason. Obviously, I've said a lot of times that linebacker is like my number one concern on this team. And it has been for a couple of years. And it was especially this offseason. Bentley looked great. Bentley played Bentley played the most snaps out of every linebacker. Played 51 snaps. Hightower played 50. Which I thought he played less, which I want to talk about, but. Bentley looked phenomenal in this game. Bentley was getting in there. Bentley was making tackles all over the place. Bentley was covering guys. Like, yeah. you know, was there anything specific about his performance you noticed? Or Yeah, he was really good at containing the option. Yeah, he was yeah. really, like, and yeah, that's they did team, a fantastic job. Yeah, and he's not really, like, an outside linebacker coverage type guy. Yeah. But he's kind of been able to do that a little bit in the preseason on Sunday, and that's been the thing this team has missed for a long time. Has missed just somebody in the front seven who can cover a freaking wheel route. Because Van Noy can't do it. Alandon Roberts can't do it. Like, since they've traded Jamie Collins, like, that's what they've missed on the defense. And it has killed them a lot against guys like Bell, Devontae Freeman, you know, against the Eagles when they had, what was it, Clement? Yeah. Yeah, like these little like scat backs, guys like that, playing in the flats, like they can't contain those guys. They haven't been able to for a long time. And Collins was never great in the playoffs, but they they miss that type of player. And obviously, you know, like linebackers who can rush the passer and cover guys are like there's like two of them. Basically. And you have to spend thousands and millions of dollars to get them. Not thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta, so you gotta throw out Luke Keekley. He's making big ten grand this year. <laughs> oh, so do oh. you know Luke Keekley? He went to Boston College. Got to bust the salary cap for him. Yeah, we had a regional draft. Yeah. We had a regional draft. That would be terrible. <laughs> Can you... All right, Patriots, you get picker. You get the pickings from uh, BC, uh, UMass, Amherst, <laughs> URI, <laughs> Maine, UNH. I guess you can get, like, the D3 schools. <laughs> yeah, you get Colby. Bryant. Hey, my uh, my my high school, my APUS teacher, 
He's a leading rusher all time at Colby College. Really? Oh, yeah. Mr. Michael Mora. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. Leading all time. Or does he have to, just a single game touchdown record? I don't know. He <laughs> talked about it all the time, though. He arm wrestled a kid in class once. <laughs> did he win? He did. Okay. Like, the center for the football team was just, like, chirping him for some reason. <laughs> and, he, he, and no, he literally was like, and the kid asked him, like, do you want to arm wrestle? He's like, okay. Sorry, sure. And then he sat there and he read an excerpt from Hamilton. No, not from, from a John Adams. <laughs> while he arm wrestled the kid. <laughs> he's just arm wrestling saying an, an empire is a... No, you say he's... Oh, oh damn. You say he said a republic is an empire of laws, just arm wrestling the kid. Yeah, he was reading the excerpt with like his glasses on and just... <laughs> boom! Like slammed the kid's arm down. But anyway, so not to get a trail track. Yeah. Yeah, regional draft would suck. But the Patriots, though... They... Linebackers are important, even for the Patriots, who usually play in nickels, and they usually only have two linebackers on the field anyway. It's good to see Bentley. Like I, He played well in the preseason. Play, I put more stock in the preseason than some people, but also I need everything I see in the preseason to be reconfirmed to me, I guess. But, yeah, I'm, I mean, like, Bentley looked good. Bentley looked great, and that's huge. Because that might be the only player from this draft class who meaningfully contributes. <laughs> Unless... Michelle comes back and, like, really, like, does it up. Yeah. Because, yeah, because, you know, Duke Dawson on IR, which is astounding. It's astounding to me. The Patriots' inability to draft D-backs in the second round. They had, yeah, I mean, win. Like, like, if they want to get anything out of this draft class this year, they're going to need Bentley. And then last year they had two players contribute from the draft class, which is not a good... Not a good rate, but yeah, so Bentley looked good. Like, Bentley looked great. Hightower, though, he's been kind of the chat. There's been some conversations going on the last few weeks. Hightower didn't really do much in the preseason. Looking at the numbers, Hightower had, like, maybe, like, one hurry in the preseason. Not to say it's just stats. Not to say I'm just looking at the numbers, but, like, watching the preseason, did Hightower ever show up to you? Not really. Not really. And people have talked about that. And they said he hasn't really showed up in practice. And obviously he's coming off the pec injury. Coming off another injury. Coming off. An, I can't list all the injuries. I don't remember them all. But big guy's been getting hurt. But. Yeah, they've really been showing him in the preseason. There have been some people who have been throwing him around in trade rumors. Which I don't want to do. But. You know. Going into the season. I'm like that is the only linebacker on this team who I like. Yeah. Who I feel any affection towards. Because I don't like Van Noy. I despise the Landon Roberts. Don't like Alanda Roberts. I mean, Alanda Roberts is good at what he does, at what he's like good at, which is stopping the run. But problem is, you can't just put a guy on the field against run plays because you don't know. Yeah. If you, <laughs> I wouldn't mind Alandon Roberts if other teams had to tell you what kind of play they were going to do before every play. Then Alanda Roberts would be an okay player. But to put him in, he might run. Oh, it's a play action. Damn. Like he's one day. Di- like he's so <laughs> one dimensional that I'm a- that I'm astounded that he exists in a 3D plane. <laughs> like it astounds me that a Landon Roberts exists in a 3D plane. <laughs> like he's so one-dimensional. Like if a Landon Roberts, like on if he existed on the same spectrum of reality that it was based on his football skill, he would like just be flat on the ground all the time. <laughs> he would be a picture. He'd be he'll a, be he'll be playing paper. He would be like, yeah, he'd be playing Paper Mario. <laughs> He'd be a literal piece of paper. He'd just be like flat on the field, like against the ground. <laughs> yeah, he'd be he'd be existing in the two dimensional plane. For one di- what does a one dimensional plane look like? I think it's just the line. 
<laughs> Landon Roberts doesn't even have a Y axis. Yeah. He's just, just an X axis. He just goes he just goes horizontal. He goes he goes horizontal, then he stops to run. He does. <laughs> but if you pass, ooh, oh boy. If you try to throw it if Jake, if you're trying to throw it to like any like like Kenyon Drake on a wheel route, like nope, you're getting away. I think I could get your ball off of a wheel route on a Landon Roberts. I think I could run like a wheel, and I know I keep honing it on wheel routes, but it's always wheel wheel routes. And maybe that's like just one of the few routes that I know that running backs run, but I feel like I'm not too off base. But anyway, so yeah, Juwan Bentley looked good, looked really good. So yeah, it's good to see. But yeah, High Tower just has it in a lot, and I before the game. I was under the impression that he didn't play a lot of snaps. And I looked it up, and no, he played 50. So he only played one less than Bentley, who led the linebackers in snaps. And I don't know if that's better or worse, Jordan, that I thought he played less snaps than he did. But I think that's worse. Because, like, he's playing, but, like, I shouldn't be, like, happy that, like, Hightower is getting on the field. I mean, maybe it was injury history. I should be, but... Like, she'd be like, hey, I'm glad they're giving that Hightower guy a chance. Like, no, he's supposed to be, like, your best defensive player. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I, I, I can see where you're coming from, but. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, once again, like, there have been some people who are saying he's doing little things, and maybe I'm just not smart enough to watch tape and, like, see he's actually, like, making calls and stuff. But also, Bentley was also making calls, I believe. Believe it or not. But, yeah, I, just, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't feel an impact. Like, I'm shocked that Hightower was on the field for almost every defensive play. I didn't know that. I mean, I noticed him a lot, but... See, I didn't. You you noticed him, that You feel like he was making an impact. I don't know if he's making an impact. I saw that he was there. Okay. Because <laughs> he made... I think he had... Two think, assisted tackles. Two assisted tackles. Okay. In the yeah. game. He had, a, he had I know he had the fumble recovery. He did not. Did he? Yeah, that first, oh. the first snap the Texans did when... when uh. I didn't even know that. Yeah, when he... uh. Tried to hand it off and he wasn't sure and he fumbled the option. Okay. Yeah, he had that fumble. But recovery. yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't. I, I, I believe he, I believe that was him. And like, I'm, I'm not sure sitting here and I'm not sitting here like saying like you gotta get rid of Hightower, like trade him for Golden Tate or something. No. But like you, you keep Dante. Yeah, but like I, I mean like if he like, like Dante Hightower like doesn't contribute like is his team in trouble like? Because I think he's pretty crucial to the team and I mean I guess he's like less crucial because. Bentley, but also I'm not going to say, like, oh, cool, this fifth-round rookie had one good game. Like, don't need Dante Hightower anymore. Out with the in. I mean, yeah, out with the old, in with the new. Like, Bentley's here, Hightower. Like, I'm not willing to say that. So, yeah, like, yeah, like, I think, like, they need that guy to get going. That's an important player for them. But, like, like I said, I'm trying not to nitpick because, overall, the defense played really, really well. Yeah. And they did. And they did against a quarterback who I thought might be able to give them some trouble. Who now looks like he might have been more hurt than I thought, but still, like the the deep and the, they ended up giving up twenty points in the game, but yeah, most of that was like fourth quarter. Yeah, like they gave we up, all in the game was they like gave over. up six points in the first half. Yeah, exactly. Then when they were kind of playing prevent, they gave up a touchdown in the third, a touchdown in the fourth, but still they let them score once per quarter. Like I'll take this. The defense looked a hell of a lot better than they did against the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I'll give them that. Like this defense couldn't stop Nick Foles. Give them credit for stopping Deshaun Watson. Yeah, so, and, and that option offense. Good. Because like, that gets tricky sometimes. Exactly, and, they and they've struggled against that kind of offense in the past. This yeah. team struggles with mobile quarterbacks, it feels like. Yeah, they handled this game very well. This, I did. It was only one like week. third and long where he picked it up with his legs, and I didn't throw anything through a wall, which was an indication that the defense wasn't making me upset. <laughs> That's when you realize it, too. It's like, oh, you got, you, got, you got picked something up. I was like, wait, wait, 
I'm not, not, I'm not I'm, mad. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm calm. I'm calm. <laughs> and I was calm. So yeah, that means they weren't doing a lot. So that's good. That is good. Now, go over the offense. Mm-hmm. We're talking about an offense. Probably the biggest thing I wanted to see in this game was I wanted to see how not just Trent Brown, but also Marcus Ken. I wanted to see the tackles. And also, Waddle played about 40% of the snaps at right tackle. Didn't look great. He didn't look great. But just talk. I mean, I imagine eventually, like, Cannon's going to be, if Cannon, you know, gets healthy, which he's on pace to get healthy at least, he could get hurt. But if Cannon doesn't, I mean, if Cannon, like, gets back to the point where he's, like, where they're working him back to when he's healthy, and he's going to play a majority, probably going to play almost all the snaps at right tackle once he's healthy. Cannon looked good. Trent Brown looked great. Who had a good preseason. He had a spotty preseason. Had a good camp. So I wasn't on the fence. But, I mean, him going against Jadavion Clowney, going against Merciless. He looked great. Yeah. And Well, he got beat a few times, but he didn't get blown up. Yeah, I mean, he did which, which is all you can ask for. No, no. I was watching a whole thread of him. Like, he was, like, dominating those guys a lot of the times. So, like, he yeah. was... Like, he looked... I mean, in pass protection, he looked as good as Solder ever looked. Honestly, like, he looked great. I'm not saying he's better than Solder, because let's see how it goes over the course of a season. But for one game, like, good. Passing again. Like, once again, I'm not going to lock it in until, like, I see a couple more games. But, because once again, I, I'm still a little skeptical about this guy. Mm-hmm. Just by nature of the fact that he got traded and who trades a good. If a left tackle is this good and he's on a rookie deal, why are you trading him? They think there's something there, but still look good so far. Like I, it, like it'll get to a point where I can't just be buying into my own made-up conspiracy theories anymore. And I just have to go look at the player. Like <laughs> when you have to look at reality, right? Like there's a point. Like there'll be a point when I have to do that. And games like this get it close to that point. I can't put an exact number on it, but like I'll tell you when I'm there. I'll tell you when like I'm fully in on Trent Brown. Because what I'm seeing, I'm in. It's just this little thing in the back of my head. It was like. But why would they trade him if he's so good? Who would trade? What are they dumb? I mean, John Gruden did trade Khalil Mack. Yeah, but it was a full bad. You don't <laughs> trade because he wanted as much money and all the money in the world, and that was also stupid. But you don't trade good young tackles. I feel like because there's like none of them, but they did. So I'm like, ah, what's the problem? Like I know they drafted the guy ninth overall, but you can have two, you can have three. But anyway, so anyway, so I mean, nice. he looked great. He looked great in this. I'm not. Tr- See, I keep trying to take away things from things that are good, but no, like Trent Brown looked great. He looked really great, and I hope we keep seeing that. I hope he keeps it. Cannon looked great too. I hope he gets help because Waddle did not look great. The O line in general was really good. Was really good, and yeah, I mean, if I have to complain, remember that there's like no depth on this O line right now. Yeah. So they better all stay healthy. But, yeah, they only gave up two sacks in the game. And those were to both to DJ Redder. Reader. Like, Watt didn't really get it. Like, here's the thing. Here's how I know the O-line had a good game. How many times did they mention J.J. Watt that you can remember? Like, during uh, the game. Twice. I, yeah, I remember, like, one. And that tells me that he wasn't doing anything. And he has to literally be doing nothing for them to not mention him. J.J. Watt's, like, close on a pressure. They're going to bring him up. And they didn't. Romo didn't bring him up. J.J. Washington, he's also his own nation state. Yes. But, (laughs) yeah, like, it just, they did, 
clowny, Watt, and Merciless barely came up in this game. Yeah. And I think they only showed like one JJ uh, Watt highlight. Because yeah, there weren't any. Like, there's just, yeah. there was nothing to really look at with it. And that's great. So the O line. Yeah. They showed a highlight of him overshooting the gap, I believe. Yeah. If I remember correctly. So, you know. Oh, have you heard this one before, Jordan? I'm about to about to throw you a, throw you a new hot line. The Patriots uh, looked great. They really won the battle in the trenches on both sides. What? What? Excuse uh, me. I'm, I'm saying instead <laughs> of like the lines, I'm saying trenches. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm an expert on trenches. You know, I'm an expert on trench warfare. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna patent that maybe. Yeah. Coach will have to pay me to say it. <laughs> Broadcasters, all that. But no, like, like seriously, though, like, they, like they looked great on both on both lines, which, like, smart football people say that's important. So I'm willing to believe it. Yeah, that's how you win. That's how you win games. You know, you also win games by not benching your best cornerback, but it's fine. Off. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's another good way to win games, but it's fine. Yeah, you know, they won Week One, so now I don't care about the Super Bowl anymore. <laughs> the Eagles got a rain delay. The Patriots got a win. Like, it's all fair. It's all. It's all. It's all over now. You know. Anyway, so, and then outside of that, on offense, in general for the Patriots, mm-hmm. Brady, I think, looked good. Yeah. Brady concerned me a little bit at the beginning, like, his first couple of throws. Eh. But they came back, I mean, Brady looked, like, Brady was very sharp in this game. Like, overall, no, the pick wasn't great. Well, the pick was a deflection, though. It was, oh, you're right. You know, you're right. The pick was a deflection. No, you're right. Because I remember, it, he threw it, and I'm like, that's a terrible throw. And then, I'm like, I'm like, then, then they showed a replay and it bounced off his. Yeah. Which like, oh, I'm still not great. Like, well, there's a deflection, so it's fair. No, you're right. I, you know, you're, I, you're right because I do because I remember my knee jerk was, oh god, that's terrible because it looked bad. Yeah. I couldn't tell. And then, yeah, no, you're right. But it looked good. You're right. You're right. You called me out. You're right because I only watched this game once. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't like rewatched this game. Yeah. I watched like some Trent Brown highlights and that was it. <laughs> that's been really the majority of my analysis on this game. I watched some Trent Brown highlights on Twitter. Once again, my man Evan Lazar breaks things down. Talked to him on the phone once. Did you really? I did. I um I had to call him for Sensei to talk to, him. and I said, "Hi, do you have time?" He's like, "Yeah." And I got to say thank you after he was done being interviewed. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're the best friends. Ah, uh, that's cool. Like this, but yeah, Brady looked sharp. I mean, Brady won two seventy-seven, three TDs, one interception. But like Br- Brady looked good. Brady looked sharp in this game. He didn't look old. He didn't look like Ben Roethlisberger. No, he did not. No, he's not like ben <laughs> but we'll get to that. Keep it in your pants. Yep. <laughs> trust me. Oh, trust me. The Steelers underperformed. Does Jake want to jump on that? Yes. Notorious, notorious Steelers hater. Yep. Who did a, who did half an episode about how Jesse James didn't catch it? <laughs> who dedicated half an episode to explaining the catch rule? The now defunct catch. The now fa- the far superior but now defunct catch rule. Yep. <laughs> the but, catch rule that made sense. Yes. Compared, the catch rule where actual catches were catches. The catch rule that made perfect sense that nobody seemed to understand. Yeah. Because people are dumb and just go with what people say on Twitter. Anywho. <laughs> Offensively, I like that the running game looked good. Yeah, they did good. They, did good, they got the running game going a which I think, bit. Which I think is a credit to the line, honestly. Yeah. Good to see Burkhead back. They used White more in the... They used James White a lot more than I thought they would. Yeah, they did. Which good, good because he's on my bench, my fantasy team. But <laughs> White looked good. White had a lot of. Rece- they did some end around stuff. They 
probably the highlight for me offensively. Well, I mean, obviously Gronk had the best game offensively for any player, but like I expect yeah. that. So that's not like a highlight. That doesn't Gronk, Gronk doing good doesn't stick out to me, which yeah. is which I feel bad a little bit about. Like that Gronk has like 123 yards and like an insane touchdown grab. Yeah. That when Brady threw in like triple coverage. Yeah, to perfect ball in triple coverage. And everybody, including Gronk, was going, What are you doing? Yeah. Did Gronk get interviewed after the game? Yeah. He's like, Yeah, I saw Tom throw me the ball and I went, What are you doing? He's then he was like, like then he was like, Oh wait, this is a good spot for it. I can catch this. But it wasn't even that good of a spot. It was a good spot. He just put his hand there and pulled it in and just <laughs> he just he, no. put his, he put his hands out. It was there, all right. It was there. If you're going to throw in a triple they coverage. bad spots with Gronk. The dude's like the size of a skyscraper. If you're going to throw in a triple coverage, that's where you throw it. <laughs> as far out of bounds as you conceptually can. But, no, so I mean, like, yeah. but Dorsett looked great in this game. and yeah, There's been a lot bandied around about that. But yeah. I, as I want to say, because people, Dorsett was getting talked up. Really, Dorsett was getting talked up a lot last year by, by like beat reporters, people at practice and coaches and all that. And it was more of that this year. And I kind of scoffed it a little bit. Just because, you know, like, if he plays good, I'll believe it. But until, you know, I see him do it on the field. But, yeah, he's done it. He's had a full off season. May he played a little bit more inside, which I wanted to see. Because I need somebody to be a slot receiver on this team besides Edelman. When he comes back. Also yeah. on my fantasy team. But, yeah, I mean, Dorsett looked good. The touchdown was great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like Dorsett looked more comfortable. And Brady looked more comfortable with Dorsett. Because Dorsett led the team in receptions. Alongside Gronk. They both had seven. So that's good. I wanted to see them integrate a new person into this offense. And I know they had Dorsett last year. But I'm kind of counting him as a new person to the offense. Just because they didn't use him a lot last year. Because he didn't get a lot. To so I'll count that. Like outside of that, like I don't know. I would have liked to have seen like. Cordell Patterson get involved more, but I also don't think he's a good receiver. I'm just kind of going on hope. I would like to see Riley McCarron get involved more, but he had to go and fumble a punt like a fool and now isn't on the team anymore because the Patriots have actually made since like the beginning of the offseason, I've made 20 transactions involving wide receivers. Yeah. They've made 20. Yeah, also R.I.P. Riley McCarron. Yeah, so Riley McCarron. Yeah, yeah, they got him out. <laughs> Which is sad. He muffed that punt. Like, like, that yeah. was a guy who all offseason, I'm like, okay, I want to see Riley McCarron or Braxton Berrios pop in preseason game one. Oh, they didn't. Maybe game two. Oh, they didn't. Maybe game three. Oh, they didn't. Oh, Braxton Berrios is on the IR. Oh, Riley McCarron's on the practice squad. Oh, they brought him back up. Oh, he fumbled a punt. And now he's gone. Yep. So, you know, there goes that saga. <laughs> there goes the saga of me wanting one of these two first-year rookie slot receivers to just do something. Just do something. And neither of them could. So, that happened. And also, I mean, with all that, do you have any final closing thoughts on this game, Jordan, before we put it to bed and move on to other things? Pretty good first outing. Yeah, I agree. They look clean. They looked... They looked more put together than the Texans. Like, felt like the Texans were getting penalized more. Yeah. Felt like the Texans were out of place. Like, they they felt more like the Patriots compared to the other team. Yeah. Like, they felt organized, and, you know, that is a strength of this team. So, it's good to see that they're still like that. Yeah. They, they look like everyone was on somewhat of the same page. Also, I'm kind of out on the, on the Texans now. 
maybe I was wrong to pick them to be the AFC South champions, but they still look like a mess. Maybe Bill O'Brien just isn't a good coach. Maybe I need to eventually accept that. Not yet. This is Jacksonville's time. But man. I might be wafting away from the Texans. We'll Jacksonville's time. Maybe Watson picks it back up. Who knows? Maybe. But anyway, have faith in him. We're gonna take a quick break here. When we come back, we're gonna get we're gonna dive into uh, some more Patriots uh, wide receiver drama. Then we'll dive in. I want just a little bit of preview of the Jaguars game as well. So you're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moment here alongside me on this rainy Wednesday, and we will see you in just a bit. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking understanding. Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, speaking, or or understanding understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. The wood from which tree clad America's revolutionary war sailing ship, Old Ironsides. A tree that can live well over 100 years. Go to the Abade Foundation website, abade.org, to answer your questions about trees. Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. Live oak wood clad old iron sides, which British warships could never sink. And once planted, sturdy live oaks can live for well over a century. Go to arborday.org for whatever you need to know about trees. See which oaks or other trees from America's abundant choices are right for planting where you live. See how to plant trees to help clear the air and protect the land. That website again is arborday.org. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. So, Kristen, how was Esther's baby shower? Oh, great. Yeah. Everyone was there. Oh. Allison, Katie, Nancy, Karen, oh. who has gained a little weight, by the way. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh, it's too bad you couldn't make it. How's little Sammy? Oh, he's fine. It was oh. just a little fever, but he's feeling better now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, you know it's a girl, right? Oh, wow. What's her name? Um, oh, I can't remember. It's one of those names. Excuse me? Oh, you know, one of those names. Shakita, Juanita, Jaquita. Why do black people like those kinds of names anyway? You'd think they'd know better. They just make it harder on themselves, you know what I mean? No, Kristen. I don't know what you mean. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. Glass Company Smoke Shop and Vapor Lounge is Providence's premier smoke shop and vape supply store. Located at 10 Cedar Swamp Road, 
Smith Field, Rhode Island. Swing by when they open on November 2nd. Glass Company Smoke Shop, best smoking supplies in all of our eye. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. What? Right here in the back. Where? Over by the fence. You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Right in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. You know how lonely it is being left day after day, not being able to cruise the reservation? Pardon me? Remember when you got me for the kids? You told them, no, you kids go have fun, enjoy the outdoors, and be careful. Mm, yeah? I really miss it, especially when they put that playing card in my spokes, and I made a really cool sound the faster we went. Um... Well, could you get my tires a little air, dust off my seat, and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. <coughs> oh, you are dusty. Yeah, and I may need a couple of bolts tightened, too. Now let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas, get involved, get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN-FM. WXIN Stadium Experience, Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moment alongside me here. We're just previewing, well, previewing. We're just going over Patriots week one game. Lots of like in that game. Really, not, not, nothing bad to say. Really. Any, any negatives are just things that um, I want to see continue to be good, I guess. Things I haven't bought into fully yet. But if you want to chime in on the game or the upcoming game or anything with the NFL or anything with sports in general, don't be afraid to call in 401 456 9946. Or 401-456-8787. Coming live with me and Jordan here. I knew, though. We continue now. Before we get into uh, previewing the Jaguars game, which is coming with spoilers, Patriots playing the Jaguars next week. Sometimes I like to pretend that things are secrets. But <laughs> Patriots made a move, I believe, yesterday. They made two moves. And they signed Corey Coleman. And Benny Fowler, mm-hmm. Corey Coleman, former – excuse me. 
Corey Coleman, formerly of the Browns and the Bills. And Benny Fowler, who most has a Super Bowl ring, with the Denver Broncos. He was up. Played there three years. He was on the Bears over the offseason. Didn't do anything. We had a couple of like 200, 300, 400-yard seasons with them. Caught Peyton Manning's last pass ever. Really? Fun fact. Benny Fowler's. Wow. But we'll focus on Coleman first because he's the bigger name. And they also sound, signed Ken John Barner, a running back, who was a kick returner for the Eagles last year. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about him a little, little bit. But I want to start with Coleman. Coleman, I can't get too excited about this. If anything, because I strive for consistency, Jordan. And all offseason, whenever people start throwing out about, oh, man, the Browns going to have such a good wide receiver core, I would vehemently go against that take because parts of people would be like, oh, they have Coleman. I'm like, Coleman has never done anything. And I liked Corey Coleman coming out of college. And I liked that pick by the Browns. In retrospect, it was a terrible pick because they traded down instead of picking Carson Wentz. <laughs> but... but that, that certainly worked out for them. <laughs> it, yeah, they got Tyrod now. But... I mean, really, Tyrod is just, you know, the northern Carson Wentz. Basically. In a lot of ways. But... Coleman really never did anything in Cleveland. He did, like, occasionally, like, a really good game. But he's a talented player. But also, if you watched Hard Knocks, which I did not, but I watched highlights from Hard Knocks. Yeah. The first episode of Hard Knocks, they're showing Coleman, and he's he's not running with the first team all the time. They're talking about how he seems to have, like, no idea what he's doing. He doesn't seem engaged. And then when, yeah, when he's, when he's not playing with the starters, he, like, yells about wanting to be traded. And then gets traded. And uh-huh. he didn't seem like a guy who, when they were talking about, maybe they're playing it up because it's hard knocks. But if we're buying hard knocks, doesn't seem like a guy who was engaged, and that would make sense. Why a player that he's also been hurt, but why a player that talented isn't doing anything, wasn't playing, never really played well. So, seemingly like was a case of that. Then he got traded to the Bills for nothing for like a seventh round pick, which might not even convey now because I think it was conditional. But he was there less than a month. On the Bills, who have who have nothing at that position, outside of like a fat Kelvin Benjamin mm-hmm. and like Zay Jones's DUI officer. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, can your parole officer uh, run a post? <laughs> can we uh, can we get him in. <laughs> your parole officer's pretty big. Can you maybe play tight end <laughs> by any chance? But. Still, like, outside of those guys, and Zay Jones isn't good. I just know his name from Madden. Like, can you even name me another receiver on the Bills? The Bills have wide receivers? I think. I mean, I imagine they have to fill the roster spot. There's a minimum requirement, I think. I know they have Logan Thomas playing tight end. Huh. But can you name? Because I can't. I, I, I am. That is an, this, is an, this is not like me setting you up. I can't. Can you? No. Like I said, one of them I can only name because I used him a lot in Madden. Why and wide receivers want to build? That's, that's a conspiracy theory. Maybe. The Bills have no wide receivers. They could not. But still, so Coleman couldn't make that team. They had the guy for, and you would think almost that it would it benefits the guy at that point when he gets, when like he's not on the team for that long, when he kind of comes down like halfway through training camp. You almost feel like that must benefit the guy because you think the team would go, okay, well, we traded for him, and they just dismiss most things as he hasn't been here long enough to pick things up. But for him to be there less than like, be, him to be there like three weeks and we go oh this is a lost cause 
and then cut him in favor of, I think, like, Andre Holmes is on that team. Let's look at their wide receiver depth chart. <laughs> We're going to do some some verification here. Some fact checking. Yeah, fact checking if they have wide receivers. Which I don't I don't believe they do. I am not gonna go in on you if you think that. Yeah. A wide receiver, they have they have like, yeah, like Andre Holmes, mm-hmm. Jeremy Curley, okay, Ray McLeod. Wow. No, excuse me, not Ray McLeod. Ray Ray McLeod. Ray McLeod. Ray McLeod. And Rob well, there you go. They didn't have room for Corey. If they had if there's only one Ray, maybe, but Yeah. And Robert Foster. Ooh. So, yes, like Corey Coleman couldn't make a team he had just gotten traded to. <laughs> they look at Corey or Ray Ray. They say, come on, Ray Ray. Over those guys. Yep. So, yeah, like, I'm glad that the Patriots are taking a flyer on somebody. I, like, I'm glad that they are. Just because, like, they, they literally they, just, they don't have any players. Like, they don't have any players in that position. Like, they waived McCarron. They waived Chad Henson after, like, a week after bringing him in. Like I said, this team, I, like I said, I think they've actually made tw- – I've read somewhere that they made 20 wide receiver-based transactions. Ooh. Like, they're just cycling through guys. And, yeah, like I, can, like, I can't sit here, like, outside of just glad that they took a flyer and, like, get at all hyped over Corey Coleman. Like, sorry, I can't. I can't, like, I can't. I can't, like, I know people are going to be like, oh, Bill can turn anybody around. Maybe not. Like, this guy just might not be good. Like, you just might not have it. It's possible. Like, it's just like, for a team to cut a guy that quickly after signing him, like, there's just something up. Like, there's obviously, they just looked at him and they're like, not a chance. This isn't going anywhere. We'd rather have Ray Ray. Let's keep Ray Ray here to man the fifth spot. (laughs) Yep. But, like, I'm almost kind of more, like, I'm happier about, like, Benny Fowler. Because at least, I, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I was ever thought, oh, they can sign Benny Fowler. That would be a get for them. And he also got cut by the Bears. But at least the Bears have, like, a deep receiving core, though. They do. Like, the Bears have, like, four or five good receivers on that team. So, like, I, I'm less upset. Like, I at least, like, he got cut because they had, like, Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller. Who, who's a fast guy? Who's a fast guy? Also a former Brown. They have receivers. It was the third guy that I can't remember his name, but they, they, they have receivers on that team. And then, like, they, they kept Kevin White instead because they still want to pretend that that was a good pick. Or they want to like, salvage something out of that pick. But Kevin White, a guy I was not high on coming out of college. So he's what I call a victory lap player. Uh. But at least, like, Fowler's, like, produced a little bit in his career. But... I just, like, I don't know. Like, I'm glad they're taking a flyer on some other guys. Like, I'm glad they're not just going to have three guys at the position. Mm-hmm. But I can't get excited about Corey Coleman. Then I'm saying, well, at least Benny Fowler has special teams value. Also, uh, special teams didn't look great for the Patriots on Sunday, incidentally. But that's not important. But nah. I, like, I look at all this and I'm like, okay. At what point do you just bring in Dez? <laughs> like, uh, like I look at him like, why are they not just bringing in Dez Bryant? Like, are they like is Belichick just intent on just bringing in every other wide receiver in the league before he finally just settles and just goes fine, Dez Bryant? 
Does Des Bryant have a collusion case against the NFL? Uh, does he? <laughs> like, honestly, like, uh, maybe. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just bored through just chirping at the Cowboys on Twitter at this point. A team that also has no wide receivers. Yeah. No, but, like, I'm like, okay, like, they just signed, like, Corey Coleman, like, Benny Fowler, like, uh, after after signing Chad Henson and some other guy who, like, didn't make the team because he had, like, a heart condition or something. Like, at, at, at what point do you just bring in Dez? Like, what what are we doing here at this point? Maybe when, like, hell freezes over, they're bringing Dez. Like, is the plan, like, are they just waiting till week nine so they have to fully guarantee his contract? <sighs> so they don't have to pay him the vet minimum? Like, just, like, just slip him 300000 that maybe. Like also, any it's even more frustrating because if they knew they were gonna cut some of these guys, and these news guys they they didn't want, and maybe these are guys they did want. Like why? It's frustrating to bring them in now because their impact is gonna be minimized. Because now they have no camp, they have no time to get a rapport with time. Like if they eventually end up signing Des, I'm kind of gonna be I'm gonna still be mad about it. Yeah. Because then I'm gonna wonder why you bring them in earlier and actually give them time to like build like. Brady to build up trust with them and stuff so they, like, they could play to their full potential. Like, why do you spend, like, if they ever bring in death, I'm gonna be like, why were you spending time screwing around with Chad Henson, Eric Decker, Corey Coleman, who will probably be off the team by October, Benny Fowler. Because like, Des, Des Bryant doesn't represent the Patriots' way. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. It's an ideological fit, you know? Yeah, exactly. The Patriots' ideological fit that was, that was a fit for <laughs> Michael Floyd. <laughs> and uh, James Harrison, who beat his wife because she wouldn't, quote, baptize his son oh, or boy. something. Or Adrian Peterson, who they brought in for a workout. Um, hmm. Who else are not good? Oh, Aaron Hernandez, who killed people. Um, <laughs> they paid Aaron Hernandez, who killed people. Yeah, like, yeah, the Patriots really. What are you doing at this point? Maybe murder, suicide, and then suicide is the Patriots' way. <laughs> like, I. At what point do you just bring in Dez? Like, is it is there any reason not to bring him in at this point? Can, can you give me one, Jordan? Like, uh, one real one. There is no real reason not to bring in Dead Bryant. Like, if you're bringing in Corey Coleman, <laughs> Benny Fowler. What maybe, we maybe they just don't want to deal with the headache of Dez Bryant. But what That's, headache? We've talked about this. There's no yeah, headache. I, there is no headache. The headache's a myth, but it's a He's perceived. tweeting at the team. Did you see him? He tweeted at the Patriots. <laughs> Did you see his tweet? Damn, maybe Des Bryant should just show up to practice. He'd be like that guy who showed up to the Steelers practice that he wanted to cover Antonio Brown. Yeah, they probably should have signed that guy. Maybe the Patriots will sign that guy to play wide receiver because he's not Des Bryant. <laughs> and they just don't want to sign Des Bryant. No, like, do you see Des Bryant's tweet from the other day? No, what was his tweet? I'll read you his tweet. Yeah. And like, not not him not him tweeting a ton at the Cowboys. Not Not that. Let me think. Uh, where was it? Oh, God. Now he's in, like, a Twitter fight with, like, Stephen A., I guess. <laughs> For what? <laughs> oh, oh, well, Skip Bayless tweeted at him and said, Hey, Dez, you can come on Undisputed and whenever you want for as long as you want and say whatever you want. Damn, so we got Shannon, Dez, and, and Skip? That's a great That's a great show. Well, they're not all together. Like, Skip tweeted at him, and he's like, hey, you can come out and say whatever you want and just trash the Cowboys, which is amazing to see that's what Skip wants. But can they, can they make can they make Des Bryant the third host? Well, the fourth host? <laughs> Skip, Shannon, and Des. Yeah. Skip. Wh where is this tweet? Oh, my God. Where is this tweet? I, I God, do you see how proud I was of this show? Um, um, 
I'm almost there. God, this guy tweets so much. I'm still well, scrolling. Well, yeah, because he doesn't have a job. Here it is. <laughs> Somebody tweeted at him, please come back. Please have Kim call Jerry first thing Monday. And then Dez tweeted, nah, I'm okay. I'd rather go somewhere I can showcase my skill for real. If I line up next to Gronk, Hogan, Edelman, no commas, Gronk, Hogan, Edelman, I'm for sure getting a one-on-one -on -one matchup. Plus, I won't get be getting criticized or controlled for expressing my love for the game. No, no, you'll get criticized here. Yeah. <clears throat> if... Yeah, just 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 sit, just sit down. You love. Hang on, hang on. But here's, and then here's the end of the tweet. Here's the end of the tweet. I won't get. Let me finish the tweet though. I won't get criticized or controlled for expressing my love of the game. Dot dot dot. Washington is cool as well. What? So yeah, Redskins. All right, maybe you guys do. You uh, cannot. You cannot do any tweet tweeting when you are in camp with Belichick. Was okay? I in camp with Belichick? Belichick does not need his, his players to be doing all of that. Okay? He, he needs his players to not be Corey and, and if And, and if, uh, if Belichick wanted him in, in New England, he would have signed them already. So, there you go. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at it, though, and it's like, yeah, you, they, can't, they won't bring in Dez, but they'll bring in Corey Coleman, who the Browns went, nah. And then the yeah. Bills went, nah. nah. And then Belichick's like, oh, man, Corey Coleman. Ooh. Well, but... but one man's trash is another man's trash. I, I did just—he was the trash of the trash. Okay, so yeah, I mean, come on now. Nobody knew Hogan until he came to New England. I mean, Hogan was still like a wasn't getting cut by the Bills. That is and, true. In the that Browns within a month, you know. So Corey Coleman got cut by the two worst teams in the NFL within a month. Yep. <laughs> like, that that's, is very true. That's rough. Yep. That's that's rough. But, yeah, so I just, I, I don't know. And then Barner, I think, might be like a good kick returner, so that's fun. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I kind of, I'm just like, well, why why not Dez at this point? Why not Dez? Silly. It's a silly, silly world we live in. Of course. <laughs> just Bill Belichick just wants to cycle through every wide receiver. And maybe we'll give Reggie Wayne another call. Yeah. Get Reggie Call Wayne for another Reggie two weeks. Wayne. Reggie Wayne is not walking through that door. Get Reggie Wayne back. Yeah, Reggie Wayne came to camp for two weeks and went, ah, no. Nah. nah I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I, it's, I'm done. It's a bad idea. Yep. People made so many, like, elaborate, like, people made, like, art when Reggie, like, people, like, painted, like, Reggie Wayne when he came here. Like, people were, like, making, like, posters of that, of, like, Reggie Wayne in the Patriots jersey. It was the funniest thing. People were so hyped for that. Yeah, they were hyped because of what he did in, in, um, in Indianapolis like for how many years? Like, five years prior. Exactly. Like, five years prior. So, so, Reggie Wayne was a great number two in like twenty eight nine. Exactly. Nine. But hey, um, maybe they'll bring Michael Floyd back. Like it just seems like they just want to sign everyone. Um, Ocho's still out there. Ocho is still. Oh, isn't Ocho in Canada? <laughs> Ocho's. No, Ocho. Ocho left that. To done. To. T.O. is still up there. T.O. always wants to come back. Yep. T.O. wants to be the only active Hall yep. of Famer. But yeah, I was yep. say, they can, they can, can he even play still? He yeah, he can. Thinks he oh, can. All yeah. right. He can, oh, but nobody he, wants to. Nobody wants him on the field. T.O. thinks he can play. I'm not. He I'm not saying he so. can play. T.O. thinks he can play. You know, they say that the heart is willing, but the flesh is weak. I also think I can play. So does that mean I can play? <laughs> if I just start spouting off, I'm able to play in the NFL. <laughs> you have to show some kind of yeah. If I just start showing, if I just start showing a lot of confidence, so like that's basic athleticism. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so I mean, maybe Bill will sign me before he'll sign Des Bryant. Yeah, he can put he can put you in a slot. He'd be like, all right, you're not Des. Are you? De what? Let me see your ID. 
Not All right, dead. this doesn't say Des Bryant on it. All right, get in there, kid. You're number 81. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a locker. Yeah. You'll be like the eighth player who's worn 83 then gotten cut within two weeks and... Put me in, Welker. coach. Give me a spin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Brady just throwing it on triple spin, cover. Coach. Put it right where it needs to go. I'll get some stats. <laughs> I won't fumble a punt. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the one I want to quit, I'll just fumble a punt. But I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Just fumble a punt. Exactly. Just swat one out of the air. I don't think you're you're made. You, you, I don't no, think you're built for that. So no, nah. probably not. Yeah. I mean, but maybe. I mean, like I said, they're trying everybody. All right. I, mean, I got a question. Undrafted free agent out of Rhode Island College. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. What rookie impressed you did last week? Oh, uh, we're gonna do the rest of the NFL soon. But first, All right. I do. I want. Let's talk about the Jaguars game because that's Sunday, and that's yep. probably the best game of the week. Also, it's a pick 'em in terms of the line. So, because uh, I'm into gambling now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. I'm into gambling now. But so your card won't get declined when you try to place yeah. a bet. <laughs> I had to call my bank and authorize it. I have to do it every time, though. Okay. Oh, man. Which I think is better, honestly, because maybe this place is sketchy and will hack my account. But yeah. anyway. But Patriots playing the Jaguars Sunday. It's probably the best game of the week. And the Jaguars didn't look great on Sunday. I kind of flipped back and forth to that game because I have Austin Severian Jenkins on a fantasy team. And I am the one person who probably said that this week. Hey, can't wait to start Austin Safarian Jenkins. But this is my second year in a row rolling with Austin Safarian Jenkins at tight end. I followed him from the Jets. But they didn't look great against the Giants. No, they didn't. Really sloppy game. But the defense looked good as ever. Yeah, per usual. Yeah, but uh, Barkley ran all over. I mean, he had one good run. Other than that, he averaged like... 2.5 yards per carry. So? Hey. And even then, though, he still averaged. That's Barry Sanders kind of. That's run. positive yardage, That's kid. Positive. Yes. That's how they used to do it. <laughs> well, hey, it's I like mean, minus two, minus five, 60. Well, I mean, hey, nothing better than taking a running back second overall. Am I right? There you <laughs> go. Anyway. <laughs> Shaquan in the road to 2K. <laughs> <laughs> that, that should be a segment on the show. Yep. Shaquan's road to 2K. Yep. Saquon's road to being a valuable draft pick in my eyes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But, anywho, mm-hmm. defense are good. And yep. this week will be a, obviously, it's going to be a harder test for the Patriots. Even though I, I picked the Texans to win the AFC South, I'm kind of backing off on that take now. But the Jaguars, I it's going to be fun. This, I, think that Jay, I think that McDaniels is going to at least give, like, Gronk a chance to go at Jalen Ramsey, which is kind of fun. Which, by the way, what do you guys think about Jalen Ramsey? Because I'm on the fence about him. I can't, I can't tell if I think his trash talking is really funny or if it's already gotten old. It's not gotten old. That's it's, how it's, he. That's still how he's kind psych- of funny. Yeah, he's. He, that's how like, he he's, himself. He's so real about it. Yep. Like he just went in on every quarterback individually. Yep. And they just let him give opinions. Mm-hmm. Like I like it. Like I kind of like it. Yep. Like I don't agree with everything he said, but I like it. Yep. He spoke really, really. He sure spoke. Doesn't like mind. Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is good. He doesn't think Ben Roethlisberger is good because he had five interceptions against him. That's why. I know that's why. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he's uh, not. Good. I don't know. I don't know how anyone can really call Ben Roethlisberger good. People do anymore. Uh, uh, well, well, when you won two Super Bowls, you can you can be called. I mean, good. I wouldn't call like Eli Manning good anymore. I wouldn't he call, won two Super Bowls. He so beat could, the great John Brady. I wouldn't call, I mean, anymore. Who else has won two Super Bowls? I, I wouldn't call Brett Favre good anymore. Brett, Brett Favre, Favre only won play. one. Yeah, but only it, one Super Bowl. That's my point, though. Like, ben Roethlisberger probably shouldn't be playing. 
I mean, he should be playing. He's still like a starter in the NFL, but still, like, anywho, David Carr won two Super Bowls. Oh, he boy. Did? did he win two or did he win one? No. He was on the Giants for one of those years, at least. David Carr? David Carr definitely has at least one ring. David yeah, Carr, he was. He was on the David Giants. David Carr at least has one ring. Yeah, he was on the Giants in um, 07. How many rings does David Carr have? Was he on him in 2011, though? He was not. David Carr only has one ring. Yeah, one ring. What a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah, David as Carr. a backup. What a tragedy, NFL, David. NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback. Mm-hmm. David Carr. David Carr has less wings than Goat Rapolo, though. Well, give him time. <laughs> Anywho. Get there. Any, yeah, maybe one day David Carr will make the comeback. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, Anywho, the Jaguars. Yes. I don't really know what I want to see in this game, honestly. Like, it's, I want to see how the Patriots fare. I want to see the O line keep fair because it's a good, it's a better, it's a good pass rush. I don't want to say it's a better pass rush, but maybe deeper than the Texans. Like, no, I would definitely the Jaguars yeah, have a better pass they rush. Have than a the better Texans. Texans. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm just. Yeah. I'm probably just hyping up Watt too much. But yeah, like the Jaguar. Yeah, like how's Trent Brown, Marcus Cannon, another good test. You got to deal with mm-hmm. Campbell, with Yannick Ningakwe, mm-hmm. with others, Dante Fowler. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So just a better defensive scheme. Exactly. Yeah. And. I still think that the Jaguars might be a regression candidate, but still, there's a lot of talent on that team. Are you saying they already peaked? I'm saying they might regress just because it, it Blake Bortles. That's true. And Doug Marone is their head coach, and it's just like I don't know. Yeah. So when all this quarterback um, carousel was going on in the offseason, why didn't they just basically cut the ties with? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, you're the at, quarterbacks you're t- were out there. You're asking me. I don't know. I would have gone for like Bridgewater or something, but anyway. Exactly. But it's hard to do when you made the AFC. But in defense, he played the best game of his life in the AFC Championship game. He so did I mean, play the best yeah, game. Right. Kind of hard. That was the best game of his life. What are you talking about? Well, he lost the damn game. What's the best game of Blake Bortles' life then? Yeah, he, he lost the game. But he's not. He didn't lose a game. The team lost the game by like not calling like any timeouts at like the end of the first half. Like they made a lot of things wrong in that game by running the ball like. Three times in a row up the and middle. And why did they run the ball three times in a row? Because oh, because they don't trust Blake Bortles. Exactly. Because yeah. they don't trust Blake Bortles. Or because they spent the fourth overall pick on a running back and they need to maximize their value for that. Mm-hmm. But a combination of the two. Yeah. Yep. Maybe maybe more the latter. But, but there was nobody in that draft anyway that was worth that was number four. Yeah. Yep. Unless you were going to pick uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. Sure, why not? Why not? Then he went at Blake Bortles. And and they they'd be, didn't a better, have the, they'd, they'd, be a, they'd be a better team for it. They didn't have the hindsight of seeing that. So they, sh- they should have had the hindsight to go. Oh, Blake Bortles <laughs> still isn't good. Maybe we should draft. They could have gotten Jamal Adams. They could have gotten John Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, yeah. That'd yeah. be sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. Marshawn Lattimore, Jalen Ramsey, and yep. AJ Boye out there. Yeah. Could have gotten Derek Barnett. Could have gotten Malik Hooker. Could have gotten Marlon Humphrey. Mm. I'm just reading names. Um. There were other players in that draft who weren't running backs. Or a quarterback. They could have got Pat Mahomes, let him sit for a year. Oh, yeah. But they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have the hindsight of doing that. So. We see, like, everybody else in the world was like, hey, maybe get a quarterback who's not Blake Bortles. Mm. Like, Blake Bortles had the best year of his career, and everybody's still like, ah, maybe you shouldn't have kept him. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really talk about hindsight. Like, I don't have the hindsight to say Blake Bortles would be as good as he was last year. Oh, please. So... Nevertheless, I want to see how the Patriots fare. I want to see the... But like, everything good I said, I just want to see again from week one, basically. Like, it boils down to that. Because, like, most of them are things that I'm still not, like, 100%... I haven't 100% bought it on. So I want to see them continue. And really, like, 
Uh, that's the most of it. I mean, anything you guys specifically want to say? Is their defense a stock? The Patriots or the Jaguars? The, the Patriots. That's like I want to see like the defense. If play they are great. stock, I'm selling. I want to see the Patriots defense continue. <laughs> I'm selling. You're selling. You're selling against Jacksonville. I'm selling. I'm selling. <laughs> you're, selling man. you're selling high. I'm selling, man, because <laughs> they can't. I mean, they just they just not that good anymore. The defense played well against the Texans. I, I the, don't know. They look good. We talk about the D line looked as good as I was hoping it would look. The secondary played well. McCourty played very well. Bentley mm-hmm. looked great. Mm-hmm. Like I. They're playing a lesser offense, I feel. Yeah. So I, I, I'm willing to buy. They can string together a, couple, a few more good games. Like I'm willing to start buying it on the defense. So I disagree. Like I think that the defense, I think that they, the areas that they improved and mm-hmm. they added players that looked better. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to believe that that's for real. Okay. It's not like they have some random guys who out of nowhere had one good game. Like that, maybe I'm not going to buy it on, but you know, Dietrich Wise who developed, seeing Trey Flowers have a good game. Mm-hmm. Seeing that whole D line, which they added a lot to perform better, I'm willing to say, okay, maybe they are better. I want to see it more, but it looked good in the short term. So mm-hmm. no, like I'm willing to buy in on the Patriots defense. Okay. And with that, Jordan, anything specific you want to see in this game besides maybe like Gronk just like real winning on Jalen Ramsey? Yeah. Um, hopefully the offensive line just does not collapse. Yeah, like I want to see does Trent, not crumble. I want to see Trent Brown continue. Like I want to see Trent yeah. Brown like who's the left tackle. Trent Brown. Trent Brown? Okay. I'll yeah. see how we I see him. How'd they hold up Sunday? Great. Phenomenal. Okay. The O line was phenomenal on Sunday against Watt and Clowney and Merciless. Yeah. Okay. Not DJ Redder, though. They couldn't, they couldn't stop DJ Redder a few times. Mm. But no. Hmm. Yeah. So predictions. Score. Uh Patriots. Uh, I'll, I'll go 27-24. My upset special. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Jaguars. Well, it's not an upset according to Vegas. Uh yeah. That, it's very even. There are no upsets. Anyway, continue. Uh, Jaguars seventeen, Patriots thirteen. Okay, I am gonna say twenty thirteen Patriots. Okay, especially if Fournette can't go. Okay, and that's oh, it. Oh yeah, Fournette can't go. Yeah, like that. I'm gonna go with that. I think that. And now it's in Jacksonville, which Patriots I don't know, aren't very good at playing in Miami, so maybe mm-hmm. they're not very good at playing in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Jacksonville, much nicer city than you'd think. Mm, it is. I've of been course. there. I thought it would be terrible because I based it on their football team. <laughs> like literally, like, Are I was you serious. Like, literally, I'm like, it's gonna be a bad city. It's gonna be a bad city. And I'm like, why do I think that? Oh, because they have a bad football team. And then I stuck with that until I was there. And you're like, oh wait, no, this is pretty okay. This yeah, is my pretty co- cool. My cousins have season tickets. I might go to a Jaguars game later, like when it gets cold out. Mm. I might escape down there for a weekend. Take mm. take in a Jaguars game. Yeah. I see them play like the Titans or something. Yep. With Marcus Mariota. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the true goat of the NFL. Let's yeah. see the Jaguars hit. Let's see if like a good home game like in the second half of the year that I, that I can go to. A good Jaguars <laughs> home game. Jake Jake's about to look at those those week 15, week 16 15. games. Yeah, because yeah. well, yeah, I don't want to go now because it's still hot out here. So it feels like a yeah. waste. We'll go in, in no, after uh, November on. Let's see. Who do they play at home? They play the Steelers at home. Ooh, I'd oh, I'd like to go see that. Oh, Jesus. They play the Colts at home. Eh. They play They play the... Uh, they play, Alex Smith and the Redskins at home. Mm-hmm. Finally, I can go see Alex Smith. I've actually already seen. I've been to the Redskins stadium. Yeah, seen the Redskins play. So actually, no, I don't Alex. want to see the Redskins play. Okay, I like to see the Jaguars. I like to see the Steelers. I like to see Ben Roethlisberger crumble. Okay. Speaking speaking of the Steelers. Mm. Well, next segment, Jordan. Heel. Uh, heel. We're not there yet. 
heel. Okay. We've been teasing this a Steelers <laughs> SmackDown all all day. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe I'll go to that game. <laughs> anyway, we can take a quick break here. You're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley, Jordan Moment, E Love both here alongside me. Mm. We're gonna take another little itty bitty break here. When we come back, we'll uh we'll see. We'll see we'll see what we feel like after the we'll see what we decide to talk about after the break. We'll see. I'll be back in just a flash. This entire piece of music was played with only two instruments, a right hand and a left hand. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life with hands-only CPR. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. Hands-only CPR is recommended by the American Heart Association, and it's incredibly easy and effective. Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. The power to help save a life is in your hands. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Okay, fellas, thanks for checking out our membership meeting for the unstoppable IOTA Gamma Kappa fraternity. Candidates will be notified around mid-semester. Peace, peace, have a good day. Yo, can you believe that white boy showed up? Who, Justin? Yeah. I mean, he seems pretty cool. He's doing a lot of work in the community. He gets decent grades. Oh, yeah, I played ball with him the other day. Old boy got a mean crossover. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. White people think that just because they could rap or hoop or something, they could be one of us. Now, what would happen if one of us went across campus and tried to join one of their fraternities? <laughs> Tell you what, it'll be a cold day and you know where before I let a white boy into this frat. You feel me? Nah, Trey. I don't feel you. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But, but then, then right, right around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her. And about this far in, Nikki would drop out of high school and run away. Here, she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support herself and her daughter. She'd feel stuck, stuck, stuck. But stuck. then... 
she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. She'd take my prep classes. Study every night. And feel unstuck. Because she'd finally hear someone say, Nikki Baker, come up and get your GED diploma. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, the ending wouldn't be the ending at all. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education, brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Helmsley here. E-Love, Jordan Moment, both alongside me. We've been talking Patriots up to this point in the program. Now we're going to keep football glasses on. But we're going to take a... I guess we're going to go into our periphery and go throughout the NFL. Yes, yes, yes. I'm full of words today. Here's talk about our, our observations from week one of the NFL season. And Jordan... I know you want to start off. Uh, what, what, what was your observation? The thing you've been uh, itching to talk about that happened that was in, in the Patriots game? I believe you have something you really want. You really want to get off your chest? Where to? Where to begin with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Where to begin? <laughs> where to begin? We stopped at the beginning. Where to? <laughs> well, it all started. It all started. Starts with the man. Starts with the, with the retirement of Bill Cowher. <laughs> and the hiring of Mike Tomlin. <laughs> and then it was all, it looked good for a while. But now it's all starting to come apart. <laughs> oh, it's been coming apart for a few years. <laughs> exactly. Listen, nothing on this planet makes, no, I mean, other things make me happier on this planet. But one thing that makes me really happy is... Watching the Steelers, who are constantly listed like one like for the last like five years, been listed every year as like a top contender in the league. Yep, yep. Super Bowl contending every single year. Mm -hmm. People always say that they are this team that habitually, not habitually, what's more than habitually, routinely, routinely plays down to their level of competition. Every year, the Steelers will lose at least one or two games that they have. No business losing. So maybe this year is different because they tied in a game they had no business losing. Mm-hmm. But still, the Steelers, who always do it. And then, what was it, two years ago, Le'Veon Bell, when they played the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, was moaning about how they didn't have home field. The same year where they got, like, blown out by the Dolphins. Yep. Like, in, like, week six. It's like, hey, dude. Mind you, the Patriots also got blown out by the Dolphins this year. But they won enough games to have home field. The Steelers, this team... That always does it. Yet they act like they are this champ, like they have this mentality. The Steelers, who act like they have this culture of virtue and that they're above it all, they're fans who buy into it, who buy into the legend of the Roonies, the myth of the Roonies. Oh, yes, the virtuous, virtuous Roonies who would never dare have somebody who doesn't follow the Steelers' way in their locker room, somebody who doesn't act like a Steeler, which includes. I'm not going to get too into it. 
I don't want to go down this wormhole because then I'll be there and I'll never come back. But the Steelers, every time they play down to a team and show what kind of team they really are, warms my heart. Warm the Steelers, who players are so who have players that are so brainwashed by management that when one of their own is holding out for money that he deserves, they start complaining about him. Would you ever see that? What kind of union is? How do you think the NFLPA feels about that? I'm telling you, one one genius. Mike Marquise Pouncey, who, by the way, habitual offender of the law, but yep, you know, follows the Steelers' way because he's good. Anyway, continue. When Gene Upshaw died, the Players Association lost a guy that basically didn't stand for anything. These owners could not put up the stink that they're doing right now. When Gene Upshaw was the um was the was the guy that was running the player uh, player uh, association this guy that that they have right now it's uh, i was like he has no spine how in the world are you gonna let the owners tell your players what they can and cannot do it's true and trap your players into contracts it's true because they don't have any power to say they don't want a franchise tag twice twice <laughs> you can do that twice yeah Le'Veon Bell is supposed to get paid. He's supposed to be a multi-year, I mean, a I multi-year contract. I mean, I would have signed him, I already. That's because you don't like running backs. Yeah, I mean, but. I would have paid, but I understand why he thinks he should get paid. And also for the player, the, the Steelers are in such a mess right now. Their best, their best, their second best player is trying to start Twitter beef with the whole team. The team is <laughs> yeah. responding, of course. Of course, the fans immediately. Like, Steelers fans turned against this guy so fast. Yeah, of so course. fast they turned against him. Yeah, I think that's so dumb. Turn against your team, people. When a player wants to get paid and holds out because they're not getting paid, and the best running should... back in the league wants to get paid more, he's not exactly. getting paid. Don't turn against the player for not signing a deal that's below their market. Mm -hmm. Turn against ownership. Like Raiders fans, don't be mad at Khalil Mack for wanting money. Be mad at John Gruden for trading away half your team. And mm. then David Johnson. Got paid, by the way. Which I think is bizarre that they paid David Johnson, by the way. Uh, yep. Love David Johnson. But coming with torn ACL, you give that guy three years, $39 million? Hey. Yikes. Hey. But maybe see it first. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just warms my heart. Yep. Hate Steelers. Hate their fan base. Yep. Love to see this. Exactly. Love it. I, I, Take I, that, Yinzers. Yeah. You you think that they are missing Shazier badly? But it's not, it's not any player. This team always just plays down to the competition. They're not disciplined. Tomlin isn't a good head coach. Mike Tomlin is not a good coach. Not a good coach. Doesn't get his team ready. He just yeah. complains. He just complains. He just yells. He just yells about things like some like two cent some two bit high school coach. Hmm. Tomlin approaches the game like a high school guy. He just yells at everybody. He's like, oh, man, oh, man, I don't like this call. You can't yell at grown-ass man. Don't like this catch rule. Like, he was complaining about the catch rule because he didn't understand the catch rule. We still don't. I did. And now they changed it on me. There you go. But he was complaining about it when it made sense, which was last <laughs> year. Because it made yeah. sense oh. to me and nobody else. Oh, my goodness. To me, Jordan, and no one else, apparently. Oh, boy. But, God. Mike Tomlin, who when Jesse James's touchdown got overturned last year, mm -hmm. instead of working out a play, just complained about the fact it was being reviewed, and then when it got overturned, didn't have anything ready, so Ben Roethlisberger just tried to throw a fade off of his back foot to Eli Rogers, and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. 
because Mike Tomlin probably did not come up with a play. Yep. The same Mike Tomlin who let his team start tweeting about being ready for the Patriots mm -hmm. before they played the Jaguars, yep. and then they got destroyed by the Jaguars. Le'Veon Bell was up at 3 a.m. that day tweeting about wanting to, about being excited to play the Patriots. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, he, they ordained themselves winners of that game because that team has no discipline because their coach has no discipline because their coach likes to trip people when they're running <laughs> oh man my old tomlin. fat foot mike tomlin oh my goodness oh my lord did i just, it's, it's just visceral for me whenever the steelers fail in any meaningful way oh man. visceral but now they're oh oh and one yeah. Yep. But, but, but let's talk about this game. Ben Roethlisberger oh, terrible, terrible. throws three interceptions. Mm -hmm. This game completes. was so much worse. This game, like looking at the stats, yeah. like, wow, it's been a great team to watch. I watched this game terrible. Mm. Both neither team wanted to win. Yep. Like both teams had so many chances to win this game. Both teams had like missed field goals. Like they couldn't execute on offense. Like Tyrod was Tyrod. <laughs> like, all right, Tyrod, you gotta throw the ball more than eight yards. He's like, eh. <laughs> I'll try. I don't know about that one, Chief. I don't know, man. I'm approaching yeah. 200 yards. This might be too much for me. Doesn't your <laughs> yeah. arm like fall off if you th if you throw more than like 200 yards? Yeah. I'm at 197 right now, Coach. I don't know. Oh, man. So I don't want to. I don't want to push it. Yeah. I don't want my stats to get too gaudy. I might get tested. I'm gonna get randomly drug screen, coach. If I throw like 230, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Tyrod. I think literally, I think Tyrod Taylor maybe has had one career 300 yard game. Yeah, like Tyrod Taylor, who also I don't think is very good. But anywho, yeah, I could talk all day about how I don't like the Steelers. Oh man, I don't like their fan base. I don't like the culture of that team. Uh, we'll save that for next time they underperform and lose to like yeah. who are the Steelers playing? What's their schedule this year? Like what what dumb team are they definitely gonna lose to? They playing they playing the they're uh, playing the Bucks. Oh, that's yeah, playing they're the playing Bucks. the Bucks. Okay, they're playing uh and they're playing Kansas City. What's like their big play down game? Oh, the Raiders. Oh, they gotta play down the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's just ridiculous. When the Raiders are three and four, they gotta get that fourth win of the year against the yeah. Steelers. Yeah. Steelers had more offense than the Browns, like 150 yards. Mm -hmm. They just can't execute. Then it had like six turnovers. Because Ben Roethlisberger also doesn't yeah. care. Ben, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger pretends like he doesn't know how to okay, throw. Ben be, be an NFL quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger for some godforsaken like, reason. All offseason saying, "Oh, I might retire." Like, oh, I don't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I'm going to come back. And then when the team drafts a quarterback, he complains about them drafting. He's like, why would they draft a quarterback? Why would they draft a player who can help us know? Why are they drafting Mason Rudolph? I don't get it. Hey, Ben, you're going to commit for multiple years? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ben, do you respect uh, women? I don't know. <laughs> so oh, I'm just going to sexually assault women, but we're all just going to forget about it on multiple occasions. Because yeah. I, I went and had a fake because I went and had a fake family on the advice of my lawyer. Yeah. I once started a family on the advice of my lawyer. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, I don't. Oh, Steel Steelers—they're not a good team. No, they're not. They're not. They're, they're not a good really team. Not. Yeah. Like they're not. Like, I'm, are you afraid at all of the Steelers? No. At all, no. At all. In a playoff game, really. Like it's just—it's dumb. Like, it's dumb. Dumb team. Mm. Anywho, anything else you guys noticed from Week One? Do you like? Uh. Or didn't like Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I don't talk about Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yes. I went against Tyreek Hill in fantasy. Oh, I man. I don't need that. Oh, he was a man Moving possessed. On. Also, I wanted to put money on that game and I couldn't because my card got flagged. Yeah. I would have won $50. Like, just, just move on. We're done. Oh, We're not going with the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes looked good. That's yep. it. Move on. <laughs> no more talk about, about the Chiefs. Oh, no more talk about God. that again. Did he run a kick return uh, back? Or yep. was that the. Yep. First okay. play. That first was kick. the first game. First play. First play. I was like, well, I'm not winning in fantasy this Oh, boy. Yep. 
All right, what else? What else was I surprised God. about? Oh yeah, that Saints Buccaneers game where defense didn't exist. You know what? Yeah. Honestly, I'm not even that surprised. Yeah. Can I be honest? Like, I kind of thought about bringing this up, but like, I'm not that surprised that. I'm sorry, good. but uh, not surprised. It's been three years. Like, it's time versus Patrick. It's about time for Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. to have his like, eh, by decade, uh, good year. It's so a, Fitzpatrick. It's uh, about uh, the right time. It, it, it's, I'm telling you, this week. They will bring him back down nope. to uh, earth. Nope. I'm dead serious. Every three, four years, he has a good year. Everybody gets convinced he's good, and then he they give him a deal. Then he fails the next year. No, like this is what's going to happen. He's going to have a good year. Mm-hmm. James Winston's contract is up at the end of the year. Okay. The Bucks are dumb. They're going to let James Winston walk. Okay. They're going to re-sign Fitzpatrick, uh-huh. and then he's going to turn back into a fool. Okay. And James Winston will go play for like the Giants or something. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, calling it now. Calling it now. <laughs> and I don't even feel like that's that ridiculous of a take. No, it's not. Like, it's ridiculous enough that if it doesn't come true, I'll play it off that I was kidding. But also, like, I, but also, like, <laughs> I almost kind of believe it's going to happen, so I'm willing to yeah. roll those dice. Because <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what he does. Like, yep. who? somebody tweeted out, some, some analyst tweeted out, like, the Ryan Fitzpatrick circle of life. Mm-hmm. You play really well, get a payday, suck, go to another team, be the backup, wait for something to happen to the starter, mm-hmm. become the starter, play well. And then the circle just keeps going. And this every yep. three, four years, we'll get another big payday from the Bucks yep. when they fire Dirk Cutter and hire uh, be their head coach. Uh, who will they hire? Uh, when they bring uh, Herm Edwards in to be their head coach. They yep. bring it Herm Edwards. <laughs> Herm Edwards is coaching at college now. He's yeah. A, yeah, he's, yeah, Arizona State. And when they hire, uh, no, I don't know, they'll hire, uh, who will be the coach? And hire Stephen A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think Stephen A is going to resign Ryan Fitzpatrick. Over James Winston, you don't think? No. No. I'm sure if we want to know his opinion on both, we could very easily find it because he talks every day about his opinions about sports. Like It wouldn't be that hard to dig up. Yeah. Okay, fine. Who will be the coach of the Bucs next year when they finally get rid of Dirk Cutter, who amazes me is still the coach of that team? Wow. Let's see. Uh, They can bring in... Bring in Jeff Fisher. Yes! What? Yes. No. When they bring in Jeff <laughs> no. Fisher, Jeff no. Fisher would keep Ryan Fitzpatrick over no. James Winston. No. <laughs> no. Jeff Fisher would be like, all right, Fitzpatrick, we're moving forward with Fitzy. Oh my we're god. We're moving forward with Fitzpatrick. Hell no. Shan Gailey. Shan Gailey. Oh boy. Marvin <laughs> Lewis will retire. The Bengals will bring in somebody else, and he'll go to the coach of Buccaneers. Yep. Marvin Lewis would keep Ryan Fitzpatrick. Probably. And Ryan Fitzpatrick will win the Super Bowl. Damn. And then that would be like, yeah. That would be the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. That would be a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marvin Lewis goes and him and Fitzpatrick right off into the sunset. Yeah. On top. What the hell happened, man? <laughs> yeah, so that would be like a 30 for 30, like 10 years down the road. That would be a 60 exactly. for 60. That would be, be a two-part special. That would be a 90 on, for man. 90. Like, oh, yeah. boy. So how did this happen? Yeah. They'll do an entire breakdown of this season. <laughs> yeah. They'll do an entire breakdown of the year 2018. They'll do a whole breakdown of the entire century <laughs> leading up to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Ryan Fitzpatrick's oh, been yeah. in the league for 15 years. Oh, oh Marvin boy. Lewis has been in the league for like 20. Like, yep. Oh, like, okay, let's boy. explain the trajectory of these two careers and why it all, oh, yeah. all started with the fall of the Soviet Union. Mm, exactly. <laughs> it all started when the wall was brought down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a few years later. It's why I want to like start a podcast where every week I just high, I just go deep on like the career of some like 20 year backup. Uh huh. Do one on like Fitzpatrick, do one on like Josh McCown, do one on like Vinny Testaverde, like yeah, 
do a different episode on like bad quarterbacks who were in the league forever for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, maybe that'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Fitzpatrick's going to be the start of the whole year. Like, even though James Winston is a close personal friend of mine, I don't want to say it. Like, screw it. Like, it's it's about time for, like, another good Fitzpatrick year. Yeah. I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah, it's happening now. So, yeah. So, where's James going to end up next year? <laughs> Let's really start projecting now. Yeah, James on the Giants? <laughs> James on the Raiders. James on the Raiders. James on... No, no, John Gruden will go to the Raiders. He'll trade his contract for Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jameis Winston becomes the new head coach of the Raiders. No, 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 no. They have, no, they hire somebody to be the new head coach. They hire like T.O. or something. Oh yeah, they hire T.O. Oh man, that is disaster. Then T.O. starts himself at wide receiver. Yep. The first ever, the first ever head coach player. The first player coach in like yeah, sixty years in the yep. NFL. Oh god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Lock it in. Uh, to- 2019. <laughs> he'll, he'll be running he'll be running a 2 QB system with Derek Carr and James Winston. Like, hey, I need a lot of guys to throw TO the ball. Then these other guys to throw it to the ball too cuz he's got TO. Yeah. So they all got TO. So have three quarterbacks. Throw Connor Cook in there too like just Oh All three God. of them at once. They have a very diverse weapon within T.O. T.O., yep. the first ever two-way starter in the NFL. <laughs> T.O. starting himself at free safety. I'll have to um. finally learn how to analyze safety film. Yep. Yeah, I call it. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo looked terrible. It's not just my teammate. He's my quarterback. Quarterbacks. <laughs> quarterbacks. These are my quarterbacks. <laughs> Jameis Winston, Derek Carr. Yep. He just signed. He'll like no. He'll have ten quarterbacks on the roster, so you can run ten quarterbacks in him. <laughs> he'll have ten dudes on the field. He's like you don't know who has them, but you don't know who got the ball snapped to him. Yep. So you can't know who to. You don't even know the line when they don't know who's who's passing on that play. Oh, he'll also have one center. Jeff Saturday will come out of retirement to play center. Jeff yeah. Saturday. <laughs> he'll have nine quarterbacks, and he'll just get really good at like at like curving the snap, so like the the D line won't know where the ball is going, so they won't know who to rush. And NTO will be running routes out there like quintuple covered. Imagine just four quarterbacks just lining up exactly the same way in shotgun, just all of them just no. There's nine. There's just nine. Nine. Jeff Saturday is the entire <laughs> line. Nine. And T.O. is T is T.O. and then Jeff Saturday exactly. <laughs> oh man, uh, but oh. what I'm saying but, is, yeah, no, yeah, he'll bring out like he'll he'll they'll sign out they'll sign they'll bring Romo out of the booth to be one of the QBs. Uh, <laughs> obviously, like, you need Romo; he's his quarterback. Exactly. They'll get they'll get Vic maybe. Uh huh. <laughs> I bet Michael Vic would do this. Probably. Hey, T.O. called oh, yeah. like, hey, Why don't you be part of my nine quarterback system? Exactly. <laughs> you, you, me. <laughs> yeah, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah, how many yards am I gonna get this 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 yeah. season? Yeah, Vic, and then you know, let's get some young blood in there too. Uh huh. He'll sign like Matt McGloin back. Wow. Bringing Johnny Manziel. Yup. Hey, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Hey, some teams don't have one QB. We have nine. Uh, the, the, the redemption of Jamarcus Russell. Oh, good God! Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. I need a guy who can just throw me the ball like eighty yards yeah. from when To from when To gets real deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not going, man. It gets real deep. Hey, coach, what's the play call? What do you think the play call is? <laughs> the play, play call is. What do you think the play call is? It's to. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you know. He he came out the uh, the 
He'll be on the field in his gold jacket. Really? He'll be wearing his Hall of Fame jacket over his uniform. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I buy it. I buy all of it. Oh, yes, right. that's that's the new that's the Oakland Raiders. So, so be the Raiders next year, then yeah. So your your team's gonna it starts with nine quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nine Damn. field. You probably have like three more backups on the roster in case some dudes get hurt. You said nine quarterbacks. Nine just Saturday. Yeah, like ten percent of your roster is just quarterbacks. <laughs> nine. No, twenty percent of your roster is just quarterbacks. <laughs> oh man, whole nine quarterbacks. And they just throw oh. it to To a bunch. <laughs> That's crazy. Just, just Saturday and T. Yo, yeah, just on the old just line is really crazy. good yeah. at just like curving the snaps. So nobody knows what's going. Yeah, he'll snap the ball, then it'll just go like down, like it'll just like curve and go on like a ninety degree angle, like ten feet to like do <laughs> like the end of the quarterback line. <laughs> he gets super good at that. Oh man! Like I said, they won't know what the pass rush won't know where to go because they don't mm-hmm. know who has the ball. Right. And they have guys out there covering T. O. Uh huh. <laughs> so they can't rush like five. No doubt. Got to cover T.O. Exactly. Got to tuple up on, on <laughs> T.O. Literally 10 people. No, <laughs> they have nine people covering T.O. They have one guy on Jeff Saturday, yeah. the other guy playing contain for the other eight like, yeah, exactly. who, Who's the quarterback? <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, man. Yeah, the teams where we have to innovate with their defensive scheme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That one, the one, one nine. <laughs> <laughs> Which one has the ball? <laughs> Which one is it? Oh God! Is it Derek Carr? Is it Johnny Manziel? Is it? Damn! Is it Josh McCown? Like who has the ball? Dude walked out on the nose. Is it Drew Stanton? Yeah, Damn! Ugh. Who's throwing it to To? Oh my God! Tyrod's already got one hundred ninety nine yards. No, he's not throwing it. Uh, <laughs> it can't be him. <laughs> He's tapped out for the day. Yeah, he's he tired re- out of He shoulder. reached his limit. He reached his limit, yeah. He's a very strict maximum. Uh-huh. Very strict pay. His contract says he can only get 200 yards. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's why things going to happen. He's limit. He has a limited contract. <laughs> so that's, uh... Damn. Yeah, that, that's why things going to happen with the Raiders next year. Mm-hmm. These are my takes on the Raiders. <laughs> I think they're right. I'm rolling. I, yeah. I'm rolling with this team. Are you kidding me? So I like, so like it more than what they're doing now. So yeah. we'll get a Madden Madden game uh-huh. and just make a custom playbook and just have that set, just the nine cubes. Disable the rules of football yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, to see if you can just get as many people in a backfield as you possibly oh, can. Oh, like, like, like we, you have to declare like four of them like as a lineman, I think. Wow. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> You've been listening to the Standing Experience with Jay <laughs> on 90.7 WXIN. Thank you to Jordan. Thank you to Elo for joining me here today. We done? Yeah, we're done. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> well, do you have anything else? I, didn't, I didn't even get to sell those stocks today. Want to talk about? <laughs> oh, boy. You want to talk about that eight-hour Titans Dolphins game? Oh, jeez. Oh my God. Oh, oh that was the guy with Kenyon Drake. I'm like, can this game just end? So no many points he has. Oh my goodness, man. That was crazy. That was dumb. Ugh. Just play through the lightning. Just play through the lightning. Yeah. Just put everybody in a how car. You feel, how, do you, how do you feel about Dallas Cowboys? Nah, they, have, they have less receivers <laughs> than the Patriots. They also need Des Bryant desperately. <laughs> but he ain't going back there. Nah. Washington cool, though. It's done.
Washington is cool, though. Yeah, he is. <laughs> all right. I'll see you all next week. Yes. <laughs> same time, 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, same place, 94.7 WXIN. <laughs> oh, i the live stream back up. Listen to this episode on podcast again and again, because it truly is getting this. This episode's going to the Smithsonian, it's, like all my episodes. Yeah. It, went to the, it went to the dogs, man. Yeah, it's it go going to the Louvre. So, yeah, 9 QB <laughs> system. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Get ready for it. It's Wait a minute. So you've got nine, a nine, nine quarterbacks? They say it's a QB league. It is the Q. No. You got to put the two to the test. Okay, so you got nine quarterbacks. Who's going to block for him? Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Jeff Saturday. And then also, the D-line the D not knowing which quarterback got the ball will hopefully hold them off for a few seconds. Oh, beautiful. And give T.O. time to get open. Wonderful. Damn. Oh, my goodness. And give T.O. time to get open. Uh, Duh. Come on, you. Pay attention. Damn. Pay attention. To you. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Here on the Daily Bears. Uh, Have a great week.